astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Hi, Kate. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to our 100th episode. Yay! Right? <laughs> um, it's pretty hard to believe that we are at 100, and I think it's just super cute that it actually lands on Valentine's Day. Obviously, we did not uh, plan that when we started this in 2020. 2020. That's just happenstance that our hundredth episode falls exactly on Valentine's day. I know it's, it, you know what, on some level level, it's kind of been a love letter. It's kind of been a love letter. You know, I feel like I've gotten more connected with you. Yep. I, I love the fact that uh, we can share insights and, oh my gosh, I've been so blown away by how much you have how quickly you have assimilated the, the language, the knowledge about astrology. And uh, I know I'm getting heavy kind of fast here. <laughs> I didn't plan on that. But the idea is that, you know, um, this has been, this podcast has meant a lot to me. It's meant a lot because, um, and again, this is just my perception that, you know, I've been sitting on a lot of information and, uh, you know, and, and I, again, who do you talk to about this? I mean, with clients, you could easily talk to, you know, share the information, right? But I, I don't know if I've ever said this, but I actually, as I age, I got thinking like, well, who's going to, yeah, this is just going to be a bunch of files on the computer. And so when back in what year was it that you declared went full-time now? Oh, 2017. Yeah. You know, when you said, you know, that it was like, oh my God, I thought, now this all can be handed off, all this information or my insights or whatever, you know, and you can yeah. do with it as you want. But anyhow, it was just such a relief. And then when, when 2020, you know, when you started the, the Facebook lives, yeah. it invited me on. I was so excited. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just started out so innocently, but like, as um, I mean, yeah, like we're not going in any order here, but um, obviously I was raised with the language of astrology. I saw you and dad do it. I saw it was something that you guys would do together. And then obviously I launched my practice and then 2020 hit. And I thought, how do I stay relevant? Which probably it sounds like was maybe one of your concerns, you know, like as you aged or even just it, once you pass, like how, how does yeah. all of my years of research stay relevant? And so that's when I started doing the Facebook lives and started doing like coffee with Kate or cocktails with Kate, which I know, you know, everyone enjoyed, but it was such a stressor to me because it, it was in the middle, it was right in the beginning of COVID. We couldn't be around anyone. And I just had to like sit by myself on camera 
you know, and hope that people showed up and interacted. <laughs> I've seen, I admired you for that. I couldn't believe that you were just like, okay, I'm doing it. This is it. And people always showed up for you. They, they did. They did. But it still was like, ner- I mean, I'd be sweating like, oh my gosh, that's so stressful. <laughs> well, you didn't show it. You really didn't show it, but. And so then just knowing, okay, well, I'm still seeing my parents or family dinner. And, you know, even Mikey was um, a guest sometimes on the podcast just to like mm-hmm. be there. Ha- the banter makes it so much easier. And uh, I, you became a fan favorite very quickly. You know, just like people would be like, I love your mom. I love your mom. Mm-hmm. And like, no one would call you by your name. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's so right. I think that's what really solidified the whole like mom and me type, mm-hmm. you know, um, branding that we've gone with just because it's like (laughs) you were mom yeah you know even your dad commented recently that you know when I started when we started astrology and I act like I tell that story that I met your dad he was playing at a at a hotel uh you know lounge uh in outside of Des Moines West Des Moines Iowa and uh on break, he walked over to the table that I was sitting at. And uh, for whatever reason, I was in, I was beginning my studies in astrology and he put his, um, he would just said hello to me. And I said, hello. And then I said, what sign are you? Which I was like, this would have been, you know, like 1980. Um, and he was like, I was so embarrassed the moment it came out of my mouth. I go, oh, I said, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have asked you that question. That was irrelevant. And your dad took my hand and said, why? He goes, I believe in astrology. And at that moment, I knew I had a relationship pending right there in that very moment. It was just so magical. Uh, I hate to think about it in this regard, but on some level, just having a man validate my beliefs was just, it was mind blowing, so to speak. No, I mean, yeah, we're going to get completely off topic, but I can tell my love story as well because it started oh. with astrology. Really? <laughs> I mean, we're talking about Valentine's Day. We didn't even yeah. think we were talking about my mom, mom and me's love story, if you will. But um, okay, so keep going. The validation. Oh, absolutely. It validated. And, you know, the relationship started that night. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it yeah. just, you know, we, we had lunch, you know, several days later and we did it on the basis of, you know, Bill knew a lot more astrology than I did. And uh, from that point on, we were very focused on building an astrology practice. And it, it was so unrealistic. We were in Des Moines, Iowa, 80s. No one, none of my friends thought this was a good idea. In fact, I can still think of one specifically who said to me, uh, Mary, don't talk about that. Don't talk okay. about astrology. Don't bring it up. You know? yeah. And I was thinking like, this is one thing I was passionate about. Right. Anyhow, the point is, I started in the very beginning. Uh, we put out a little ad in the personal columns, which in that day was totally acceptable. Des Moines Register, you know, advertising astrology readings and your dad and I would sit together. So someone would pay like $25. I think it was my 15 at the time, 15 that come, that come to our condo. They would sit down and we would sit with them and the three of us and we would your dad and I would just pepper back and forth. He would say something about the truth and I would say something. So we teamed up. You get this? So my point was, your dad recently commented to me, you know, that used to be me. (laughs) You know, you you sat with me and did the charts. Then at some point, of course, our lives got busy and complicated. And, you know, we did separate readings at some point, certainly uh, for many years. But when we dove, when we came together and started doing it, it was just like, wow, 
I just felt it was another incarnation of. Yeah. No, I remember, I think, um, you know, on one of the posts that I did, I said, we were kind of, we were inspired. We were taking it back to 1982. Like the story that I remember is that you and dad wanted to be like the first dual tarot readers in Las Vegas. Oh yes. Yes, we did. And so I put that connection together that like, here we are now doing, you know, especially with the, um, maybe that's what it was with the, that first black Friday special that we did the mom and me mm-hmm. astrology readings where we banter back and forth about your chart. Um, so I agree. It's like, it's a reincarnation of what you and dad started back in the eighties. And, you know, I mean, if dad's jealous, he can, we can do mom, <laughs> dad, and me reading this black Friday. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, cute. Well, maybe we should pull him in on father's day or something. Anyhow, yeah, yeah because He's very aware of that, you know, us playing off of each other. And that's the way we did. Yeah. I do have another quick story about um, the psychic eye was a very popular um, psychic store here in Las Vegas when we came to town and in the 80s. And uh, we went down there because they, they had psychic fairs every Saturday and they needed readers. And so <laughs> your dad and I walked in and we said, we read as a duo. And uh, and the owner of the store uh, said, well, that's just a waste of money. <laughs> you know, you could be doing separate readings and making twice the money. Why would you want to write? Yeah. Anyhow, he, he really, uh, uh, we did it. We did do it. But uh, evidently, we weren't in keeping with how everyone else was reading. Because <laughs> we got pulled aside after the first day. And the owner said, they want to know, tell them something about love. Tell them they're going to take a trip. Tell them they're going to make some money. Right. Those are the three factors. Right. And that's, you know, kind of a formula. This is what you're supposed to tell people. And we go, oh, oh, wow. You know, we were going off on all of, you know, self-growth and enlightenment and all this other stuff. So we knew that wasn't our place. Right. We gone from there, but. Absolutely. Well, before we continue on uh, with our love stories today, we are actually going to hear from one of our ads. Uh, speaking of just on the lines of love, uh, right. Maria Romano uh, came love into our Maria. lives pretty early on in the early 90s. Yes, she did. Yep. Um, so she's a ordained- classy lady. Yes. Ordained minister here in Las Vegas. And she has an offer for you. Hey there, fans of the Mom and Me podcast. Do you want to make 2022 the best year ever? My name is Maria Romano, and for over 11 years, I have been officiating wedding ceremonies. And because of my training and experience, I have created a course for somebody just like you. Maybe you're looking to add to your income. Maybe you're looking to do something different because you don't want to be told what to do. You want to leave that desk job. This might be the course for you. If you are at a point in your life where you also want to have fun and you want to impact other people's lives, imagine performing a wedding ceremony on a couple's special day. Heck, it's like being part of the family. So if you're looking to add to your income, my friends, have fun and impact other people's lives, head over to my website, truelovenots.com, T-R-U-E-L-O-V-E. K-N-O-T-S dot com and book a call with me and let's see if my course and training is right for you because you know what? I have a passion and a purpose. I want to see you make 2022 the best year ever. Okay, welcome back. 
So, um, mom, I know you shared your love story. I wasn't even planning on sharing this story today, but it just made me think about it in, um, you know, with Valentine's day here. Um, one of my first gigs that I worked. So, you know, when I, uh, launched my practice in astrology, I don't think gig work was even on my radar. Um, Probably not. No. Yeah. It came to me pretty quick where people were asking, well, do you do parties or will you read tarot? And, um, so it was probably my third or fourth gig. I was hired on new year's Eve night, um, from someone who was also from the spa industry. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I get paid by the hour. And so it's really important for that first person to kind of sit in my chair and to validate to all the other guests, like, oh, she's good. Or right. Like, go do it. And there was a gentleman that showed up first at the party because he brought the ice and <laughs> man. Yep. And so the host was like, Oh, go, you know, go get a reading, go get a reading. And so he sits down in my chair and um, I always start with what's your astrology sign. And he tells me that he's a Taurus. And so I start giving some information out of Taurus and he leans over and if there's any children, I don't think so based on our facts, but if there's any children listening, I am going to say one cuss word here, <laughs> but he leans over to me and he says, just so you know, I don't believe in any of this shit. Mm, wow. That's pretty clear. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Now, mind you, I'm like four months out from my corporate gig in the spa industry where I knew everything. I could come back to anything. I knew all my facts. And I didn't quite have a comeback to what to say or do if someone like didn't believe in what I did or if they had an issue with what I was doing. And so I was like, oh, okay, no worries. I can, I just do the reading really quick. And he gets out of my chair. I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck was that about? Mm -hmm. So this isn't sounding like a love story, Kate. (laughs) right? (laughs) Right. So six months later, I'm on Tinder. And I see this guy on Tinder and I'm like, he's cute. But I'm like, why do I feel like I've gotten in a fight with this guy? Because that's not like my nature, like to fight with people. And, but I'm like, well, whatever, I'm just going to swipe right on him. And we match and we talk back and forth on Tinder for a little bit. And then one night uh, he invites me out. It was too late already. So we just FaceTime and he's like, you know, I never asked what you do for work. And now at this point, I'm almost a year out of my corporate job. And I don't know. So I don't know why I even lead with this, but I say, Oh, I was a spa director for 10, 12 years. Uh, but a year ago, and before I finish, he says, my best friend's a spa director. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay, who's your friend? Because I know everyone in the spa industry in Las Vegas, at least. Right. And he says her name, I don't think she would mind if I use her name, but she, he says, Megan. And I said, Megan, so-and-so and use her last name. And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, I've worked some parties for Megan. And he says, well, what parties? I'm at every party. Oh no. Oh my God. So listing the parties. And it's like in that second, we both realized who the other person was. And he <sighs> says, you were the astrologer. And I said, and you were the one that said, you don't believe in anything that I do. Now we're on FaceTime, so it's super awkward. I'm like, just hang up. Oh my God, hang up. Like this is so And he was like, oh, he's like, don't you do feng shui as well? Okay, how he remembered that, I have no idea. And he proceeds to give me a 45-minute tour of his apartment via FaceTime. 
Now, everyone listening, this probably is like red flag, red flag, red flag. Right, right. And I'm thinking, I get paid for this. I am not like, why am I seeing a tour of your house at 10 p.m. at night via FaceTime? Right. So long story short, I just say, I'm going to tell him one thing. He had had his bed pushed up against the wall mm-hmm. in the corner. Right. So I said, you know, you're a 30 something year old man, like take the power position, move your bed. Absolutely. Yeah. So we went on a date a couple nights later and he tells me that he's moved his bed. And within a week, he gets like a huge raise at work and his own office. And ah. he calls me to let me know that he is a believer. And oh. like, even on the next date, he was like telling the Uber driver about feng shui, like <laughs> wanted to know everything. Then he wanted to know about his chart. And there's, I mean, there's more stories that come. Right. You met him, um, yeah. obviously. Um, and you know, he remember he told, said that he was a Taurus. Yeah, that's what threw me when you started the story out. Like, yeah. oh, I thought I'm going to hear about another love story. No, no, this is my current partner. <laughs> well, so he was, he's not a Taurus, he's a Gemini. <laughs> he is a cusp baby, he is a zero degree Gemini. Um, but long story short, he's a triple Gemini. Yeah. And I remember the first time you met him, you said, no, you're ruled by Mercury. You are not ruled by Venus. Yeah. Yeah. So he is still in the picture. He's one of my biggest uh, supporters. But it is just interesting that when you meet someone, especially when you're doing a line of work that maybe isn't as common or mm-hmm. is maybe controversial. Yeah. You get validation from your friends or your partners for what you do. And I know if that conversation didn't change that quickly, that there probably would have been no future for us, but um, I converted him pretty quickly. <laughs> well, and I, I like to think he willingly went, you know, because he, he, he saw he could, you know, he related. Right. And, you know, that really is a, a perfect Valentine's Day story. Right. Because we think oftentimes of Valentine's as being... Um, Oh, roses and kind of feeling like you're falling in love the moment you see the person. And, and, and that's a story, you know, really what Valentine's Day is all about. It's not, even though we kind of say it's roses and chocolates and things like that, it's actually a celebration of love. Right. And that love can cross any boundary. Right. Right. Any racist line or ethnic line or, you know, socioeconomic lines. That's really what we're celebrating. Absolutely. You know, the, particularly the sign of Aquarius, which means sometimes even the idea of who to thunk. Yeah. <laughs> who to thunk, these two would get together, right? Right. Well, even I if mean, we take it back to our listeners about who mm-hmm. loves us. Yeah. I have a little, a few statistics mm-hmm. and I don't want to bore everyone with just by listing them all, but you know, we've had over 18,000 listeners since we started our podcast. Wow. Um, 95, little, yeah. Little, little relationships of love there. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, the U S is our highest amount of listeners followed by the UK and then Canada. Fabulous. Um, but there's uh, 52 other countries listed of listeners they're not high percentages by any mean, but everything mm-hmm. from Japan to New Zealand, the UAE, the Philippines, Israel, uh, just to name a few. So, you know, we have some little love relationships kind of all over the world there. Isn't that lovely? Um, something that kind of surprised me. I thought our female listeners would have been in the 90s. Mm-hmm. 
Um, our female listeners are 91, I'm sorry, 81%. Male listeners is 12%. And then 6% is non-specific or non-binary. Moving with the times. Right. Um, with our age groups, I'll just point out that our highest age group is age 45 to 59 with 38%. But it tracks everything from our 18-year-olds to our 60-plus year old. So it's interesting that there's a pretty good balance between uh, listeners that fall into my age range and then listeners that fall into your age range. I think that's, you know, that's, I mean, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a stat person, but you would have a tendency to think that it might skew in a very specific direction, but maybe, you know, I mean, I suspect so that people can hear. They may, you know, you may say something and certain age groups may be, you know, just like, of course, yes, I'm thinking just like Kate. Yeah. And then maybe I say something and, you know, yeah. <laughs> representing the the elders, you know, they that half may go like, oh, no, Mary makes sense on this one. Yeah. yeah they may just resonate just our life experiences. Yeah. Well, even just the fact that it's a technology, you know, I mean, I I understand like once oh. you figure out how to listen to podcasts, it's pretty easy. But I mean, considering even 9% of our listeners are over the age of 60, you know, it doesn't look like technology is holding people back. True. You know what I kind of like? Uh, oh, did you have more statistics? Nope, or that's all the statistics. Yeah. Well, one of the things and I, I want to go back and it's taken me a bit to, you know, it takes some time sometimes to connect the pieces of your life. Yep. And you go back and think about things. And I want to, I want to go way back. I want to go back when I was a sophomore at Iowa State University. This was in Ames, Iowa. So it would have been 71, 72 would have been my sophomore year there. And um, outside the commons area where everyone went to eat. And this was huge, mega, you know, room, hundreds and hundreds of people in it eating. Uh, but if you went out the back way, um, which was not the main way that people exited generally, there was the Iowa State uh, radio station, and they had a very small office. It looked basically like a big walk-in closet, but the face, that, the front that you could see was a big picture window. So you walk out of the dining hall, and you look right in, and you're looking at the people you know, reading the news or whatever they're doing, and I was immediately fascinated by them, and I really wanted to kind of, my dream was always to kind of just knock on the door and say, can I come in or, you know, introduce myself and, oh, I'd like to do this. Not even having any experience or any, any um, credentials, put it that way, to support it. Anyhow, it was always kind of a, and again, I'm going to say geeky guys, um, geeky, you know, this was the 80s. So really technically no one was a geek then right. the way we think of it today, you know, but they just, you know, they didn't seem like they weren't intimidating, but they, I could see that I wasn't sure how I was going to relate to them or, and it was always a crowd of them. There was like five or six guys in there, no women ever. Anyhow, I always knew I wanted to be on radio. It, you know, I didn't pursue whatever, never went for a job application, nothing, but that idea of of uh, being on the radio. Those who follow their charts well might like to hear that because I have the planet Uranus in the sixth house. Yeah. Uranus rules that media, you know, and it can kind of support even the idea of not necessarily wanting to be seen, but wanting to be heard. The words, it's all about the words that are being spoken. Yeah, no, well, yeah, I think that you've pulled, you've, I mean, well, you and dad did have a radio show. Well, we did. In the early 80s in Las Vegas. 
and then you know the majority of your work i'm sorry you were there you were in the in the you know the carrying okay so the middle 80s the mid 80s yeah um 586 and then uh you know most of your work is done over the phone so it kind of is a form of that media Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so anyhow when you you know asked me for the first facebook live back in 2020 i thought oh i was i was excited i yeah. was excited i didn't i couldn't think of i couldn't pull that thread and go oh my god this is you wanting to be on the radio this is you being on the radio in the 80s right i didn't it wasn't that obvious to me but i knew there was some part of me that i wanted to do it yeah and once i did it i was hoping i got to do it again with you <laughs> right you know and then when it went on there and then we you know, it just morphed. No, it did. And people would always, people have always said, oh, you need a podcast, you, you know, and I just thought, oh my gosh, it sounded so daunting and so overwhelming of like, where do I even start right. with that? And so that live was a really kind of, it was just like a stepping stone where it didn't feel like I was going from nothing to a podcast. We had already kind of started building up followers and people that were onto this idea of like mom and me. It was very natural. It was a, just a natural evolution. And so it's like, you know what? I've just, you know, I just want you to know I could, it's just meant a lot to me, Kate, to do this with you. And I'm just so happy to have had the opportunity and I hope it goes on. <laughs> I hope we have a 200th episode or 150th episode, you know, but anyhow, it's been really cool. Yeah. Thank and I hope everyone, you know, I, I just love the idea as well of, We've shared some information, we've shared knowledge. I hope we've validate some people, you know, what they're thinking or maybe understanding. I mean, I don't know. Isn't that one of your goals when you sit down with a client? Oh, absolutely. To to share something with them that they either forgive themselves, mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, accept what they've done. Um and again, we don't talk this out. This Our sessions aren't like a therapy session. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're just sharing information and, and the person can connect the dots. Yeah, no, I think that's one of my favorite parts of the consultations is almost just more understanding of the natal chart versus the prediction side of things. Because when you're talking predictions or future energies, uh, the client doesn't know how that's going to live out. So there's really no validation until after it's happened. Right. So sometimes the validation from appointments come four months, five months, six months after the appointment where you get a text and I'm sure you get them too, mom, where they're saying, Oh my gosh, it all makes sense. Now I, I go back and listen to the recording and it's like a timeline or a roadmap to what's going on now. But you know, in the session, you really get the most feedback and validation when you start talking about the natal chart about where the planets were when they were born and they can say immediately, that's how I am. Or, oh, I've always felt like that, but I've never been able to put it into words or, you know, I've, I've, um, you know, I can absolutely relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. I had a client just past a week or two and she had a really strong mercury uh, in her chart. And I was just going on. I said, boy, there's, I'm just met her on the phone. So I haven't heard her speak at length yet. And I said, there's something about the way you speak, the words you use or the stories you tell, they're really outstanding. And I'm going on about this point. And, and again, I wasn't exactly sure how she was hearing it, but then she could share with me on the spot and said, oh, yeah, I use a lot of big words in my conversations. And I noticed sometimes people are just stunned. They look at me 
and they, they they're so confused by what I've said because I've used several three or four syllable words, right. <laughs> you know. And she goes, "I have a I have an extended vocabulary." And again, she just and she got a kick out of the fact that I could pick that up from the chart that right. when she speaks, she gets a a very unique reaction. Yeah. yeah, it's just a small story. It is. It is validating and it, 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 meaning that she shouldn't talk differently. She shouldn't try to water down what she says or to use more two-syllable words or verbs, right? No, this is who you are. And there is some, there is the, if there's magic in astrology, I think the magic is those idiosyncrasies that it, it pays off to go with them. It's not a matter of, okay, now avoid, don't do that. <laughs> no, no it's because like, it will live out in a different way. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think get around it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyhow, this is just the, uh, I love, happy Valentine's Day, Kate. Yes, happy Valentine's oh. Day to you. Happy yeah. Valentine's Day to our listeners. Um, we hope that your day is filled with love. Um, and I think we should probably uh, wrap today up with just some important dates that are coming up. Okay. Just because a we lot. are moving into a very heavy window here. Um, you're listening to this on Valentine's Day. Um, so we'll start off with uh, February 16th. We'll have that full moon in Leo. Uh, we'll be very strong for birthdays around that August 22nd window. Right, right. And what's interesting is right after that, February 18th, you know, the uh the the budget the federal budget right has to be approved remember how they kicked it down the road yeah and we speculated remember that we speculated i think they remember it was supposed to be it was we speculated because of the pluto return that's happening on february 22nd yeah and we said wouldn't it be interesting if they kicked it down the road and threw it into the month of february yeah and we've talked a lot about the pluto return we have the rebalancing of power in the country. Uh, yes, many people say, you know, it's a warring energy. So yeah, we, those were all true things. But here that February 18th, that deadline is right there. Yeah, we have and- a lot going on that week. So that is the first um, hit of the Pluto return. Mm-hmm. Um, Technically Feb- February 22nd, but it, it's there. <laughs> we're there. Yeah. And I think we're even taking that back to February 20th. We um, had, I I did look and, you know, it's all a matter of minutes, minutes and seconds, right? And that's where that Pluto moves so slowly that, you know, if it's off half a minute, I mean, right. <laughs> you're under it. If it's one degree, you're under it, right? So this is get technical, but yeah, my latest source is now saying the 22nd is the exact. Yeah. And then what is interesting, and you've heard us talk about this, bef- this idea before that if you have kind of a wound and then someone bumps up against your wound, ooh, that hurts. And so we had talked about here, Venus has been retrograding, had retrograded over the points that started the pandemic. Now we will have Mars joining those points February 24th through the 26th. So right after that first conjunction of the Pluto return, then Mars is going to reactivate uh, those pandemic degrees. So, you know, that means that, um, it will be right there with Pluto as well. So, you know, very active week, I would think, um, as we go, I think we need to re say, say all that again, because that is huge. What we just said, we talked about four events, 
Yes. All occurring pretty much within eight days. Yes. And uh, we're not pressing a panic button here because we're under these influences already. We're just, they're peaking. I like to always say they peak out. So there should be some national, international stories that with these themes pop up. Yeah. But the Pluto return is specific to the U.S., but we know the U.S. has great repercussions throughout the world. Right. So a change within our country can have a change internationally. Very true. Well, and I think the more maybe, uh, what, what word do I want to use to describe this? <laughs> but having Mars there as well, you know, Mars is the action. Mars is the doer. Mars can be a little bit um, explosive or even have a little bit of a temperament. You know, I mean, obviously we've speculated a lot about the Pluto return. I don't think we've ever even talked about or considered the fact that Mars will be there as well, kind of activating it. So, um, you know, I think I might've said on a previous podcast, like, oh, I don't know if we should expect anything on that exact date, you know, because it, it will retrograde. You this, mentioned it. Yeah. I this think you mentioned it. The story of 2022, but because mm-hmm. Mars is there, I don't know. Now I'm thinking there should be and Venus, stuff. Mars and Venus, the 27th degree. If someone has, if they, if any, though, for those, you know, your chart, well, if you have a planet sitting at 27 degrees of anything, this may all have made more significance to that individual. Even we're saying we're looking at it from the viewpoint of, you know, the Pluto return for the country, but also there's a lot of activity going around 27 and 27 Capricorn specifically. Yeah. Yeah, that I would look at 27 degrees of Capricorn in your chart. Both Venus and Mars will be aspecting it on March 2nd. And that's anyone with a birthday around the 18th of January. Okay. Anyone around, you know, again, give yourself a day or two on either side of it. Yeah. So that's a lot of things going on. And um, um, also remember, we're just getting, you know, really into the year of the tiger, the water tiger. We've mentioned this, we did a session on this and, you know, our comments about conflict, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. With uh, U.S. being a fire monkey and this being a water tiger year, generally conflict in our history when we went back to 62, took us back to our conflict with Cuba, which was being backed by the USSR. Now we're in conflict or on the edge of a conflict with Russia. Right. Which is kind of the the entity broken down, right? Yeah. USSR broken down it's to, to Russia. So a lot of interesting things going on here. Absolutely. Well, we might need to leave some time um, open to maybe do an impromptu podcast that week um, of February 20th, just for to cover uh, maybe like astrology in the news or something. Yeah. Um, I know we did some bonus episodes, especially around like the COVID period, just to kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. keep up with just all the headlines coming out and how it fits into the astrology. Well, I'd just like to uh, wish everyone, you know, a happy Valentine's Day, obviously. Uh, you know, whatever your love looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Wherever you find your passion, it's a good thing, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a good thing. Whoever you find it with and whatever you find it in activities or passions, let's yeah. celebrate it. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you for your love um, over the past hundred episodes. We greatly appreciate it. Um, and I know we're, you probably could hear it um, from both of us, but we're just very happy to be here. And thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you. Yes. 
Take care. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.